Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, a podcast about cars and car accessories. <laughs> beep, Not beep. really just cars when it comes right down to it. <laughs> Nothing else. It's just a car show. We do cars. It's car things. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Mike, uh, and there are no <laughs> other members of the regular crew today because uh, stuff happened. We live in Hell World, and. Uh, I'm taking over hosting duties at kind of the last second, and I'm not really prepared, so... Oh, is that what we're telling them? It's the truth! Oh, I thought we were going to go with the story that we, like, tied them up and tried to, you know, take over the podcast. Uh, nah, not not, not feeling it this week. Okay. <laughs> Had them in a meteorite? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> as you as you might have noticed, there are, even though I'm the only member of the regular crew here, we do have some familiar voices. Uh, so, first of all, joining me, uh, he's a sentient blue car with a grappling hook. It's Jordan. Hi. This is like my second favorite color, too. Yeah. And uh, also joining me, he's a sentient red car that can fly. It's Greg. I must say, my wife tells me I look better in green, but red is like the second favorite, I guess. <laughs> I just arbitrarily picked who was who, and I guess I I really nailed the second place for both of you. So... <laughs> Our silver rings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, folks, yeah, so this is this is going to be a bit more of a kind of a low-key episode. Very calm and cool and collected, which is a generous way of saying we're all tired. But that's okay, because we're still going to talk about uh, Power Rangers Turbo Season 1, Episode 21, The Wheel of Fate. And this is where we're going to meet our t- two new characters? Big air quotes around characters, I guess. We're going to meet the magical cars that are different from the other magical cars, because they're kind of alive-ish. Uh, it's it's weird. We'll get into it. But first... I uh, mean, they do sort of use sign language? And make... they Yeah, they beep I mean, and nonverbal communication. Yes. I wouldn't say sign language. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the word I was Nonverbal. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh... But yeah, so before we get into that, though, uh, so I don't have a Taborfect Museumnimal for this week, because uh, oh. again, I didn't really have any time to prepare, but 
but we do still have a starting uh, segment because we've got two people who haven't been here in a while. And as, as we all know, with returning guests, we have a very important segment that we have to do. Greg, you first. Does anything Power Rangers related happen in your life since you were last on? Oh my God, I, I've been put on the spot. I wasn't expecting this question. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see some of the old crew in Beast Morphers. I've been looking forward to that for like, what has it been, like a year and a half now? I think thereabouts. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about... Um, I, I guess because I'm, I'm someone who's not really like engaging with the current property and for and someone for whom like the early episodes are still new to me also. I don't know how I feel about the big like throwback episodes. Like here's here's the, the old actors from previous seasons we managed to get. Here we go, you know, kind of episodes. But I think, I guess more so to me, it felt like the throwbacks prior felt very Saban controlled. And I feel like this time around it's, a bit more Hasbro, so I'm hoping they might do it a bit more justice, but again, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see. Uh, there is one thing, so some uh, there's been some other episodes that have been leaking in other countries, and there's been some setup, uh, and I don't want to spoil too much of anything for anybody, but there is one thing that I think is interesting enough to go ahead and bring it up, and it's the fact that so, Beast Morphers had a big crossover throwback movie thing um, that brought back some characters from like, I think it was like, uh, what is it? It's like the Space Sheriff series. Like the the Metal Hero series. Oh, yes. Yeah. And apparently the big thing that Power Rangers is building up to is going to adapt those episodes. So we're going to get some, and this isn't the first time it's happened in Power Rangers, but we're going to get some non Sentai characters adapted via, you know, an existing crossover. Oh. That's going to be interesting. And yeah. If if I remember correctly, didn't VR Troopers start as a space sheriff Sentai? Uh, I th- I think I think Metalder is a related series to that. Okay. Uh I don't remember all the details, uh but yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a weird thing with that. Um But yeah, is that uh, is that been it for you just looking forward to the the big anniversary episode yeah i'm interested to see how they go about it but uh aside from that power rangers related i really haven't had that much to look forward to unfortunately okay uh jordan so anything uh anything with you so uh i was figuring this would happen and i racked my brains and absolutely nothing has come up since any time i've last been here you know what? No is a valid answer. Uh, as we've talked about many times, if we ask you that and the answer is yes, you just kind of are forced to become a regular member of the cast and you can never leave. So really, oh, the correct answer is usually no. Well, in, in fairness, Greg, your answer wasn't really a yes. You didn't really have anything Power Rangers related happen. You just had a thing you were looking forward to. So I, th- I think you I think you escape on a technicality this time. Okay. I might um, not be able to escape on a technicality and like Five years, because I've got What's a grandson that? now. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess if you two are ready, unless you've got something else you want to talk about, we can just dive right into this episode. We can get into it in record time. Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about it. Power Rangers Turbo Season One, Episode Twenty One, The Wheel of Fate. And I said we were going to get into the episode in, reg- 
in uh, record time, but I've actually got something I kind of want to talk about before we do that. Okay. Uh, and it's the previous episode, because I wasn't here for the previous episode, and it was the first episode properly with the new cast. And something we talk about a lot on here is their tendency to just hit the ground running when characters swap out and just kind of act like nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And it can be kind of sudden and kind of jarring and really make you feel like you missed something. But this was actually the changeup that I feel did that the most. Yeah. Because like every every other swap paid some kind of lip service to the fact that like these characters are easing into being Power Rangers, even if most of it is off screen. Like Adam, Rocky, and Aisha became part of the team and were visiting the command center before they joined. Uh, yep. Catherine and Tanya both had episodes where they talked about like their kind of growing pains growing into being new characters. Tanya had to adjust to her fucking whole status quo change with whatever the fuck happened to her. Justin got a theatrical with the time space continuum. Yeah, yeah. Justin got a whole theatrical film about his joining the team. And now we have like four new characters, all of whom just there's never a single line of dialogue that's like, okay, you know, it's my first day as the Red Ranger, let's see what this button does. Like anything. Anything at all. It's just they just act like these characters have known each other forever. And it's a bit weird. But Yeah. Yeah, I kind of noticed that too in this episode. Like, especially in the la- this episode, is like you you definitely feel like they've already been I don't know, it's like they've been at it already. Like there's no adjustment period or they just that they were just uh handed the keys, so to speak. To being yeah. Power Rangers. It's just running and gunning. And on top of that, they also like completely cut out the old cast. Like they don't even pay them lip service like they uh, sometimes do. Like, you know, yeah. oh, they all went to so and so and stuff like that. And like ever since the changeover, they've just been gone. Like they haven't said yeah. like Adam got a new position at the, uh, what was it, the stunt show? Doing and a stunt show. Busy, or- uh, or I, there's, know, there's, no, there's nothing that like Carlos, you know, was at soccer practice and, and Adam was there, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. They're, they're just, just gone. Yeah. Like they never uh, existed. It feels. So a lot of this stuff, it's very easy to chalk up, you know, everything that feels weird in the show to incompetence or laziness or what have you. And usually that's correct. I can't help but feel like just pretending that these Rangers have always been there is a deliberate choice. Honestly. Yeah. Cause just because they, they do go to great lengths to, like... Because with this episode and the previous episode, the characters feel believably fleshed out. Like, if you told me that, like... You know, if you told me, like, hey, Mike, sit down. I, I want you to watch this uh, episode of Power Rangers from the middle of the fifth season. Don't worry about anything that's happened beforehand. Like, these, it's just the same characters we've always had. I'd probably believe you. Like, I would just assume that I'd missed a bunch, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially in this episode, it seemed like they they were acting like a team, like you would anticipate. So it wasn't that jarring, really. Yeah, and yeah, even out of suit too, because I was just like remembering at the beginning, TJ is just talking casually to Justin as they leave the class, and he's like finishing his sentence. Yeah, yeah, they're they're telling it. We'll get to it, but they're telling a the dumb joke about like, man, if only there was a machine that could make you like just do your homework in your sleep. And it's like, it's a weird kind of offhand conversation that 
really, it doesn't mean anything. It has no impact on anything. It's just establishing that they were having a conversation before we cut to them. And it's, it's weird. It, and this is, this has been a trend for us, uh, throughout the history of Tangers of Attitude is us commending the show for doing the bare minimum things that a television show is supposed to do just because they're things that the show didn't used to bother doing. <laughs> and, I've, and I feel like you like the big revelation with this new cast is, oh, this feels natural. It feels like these characters actually know each other and have a history. And it's like, that should always be the case anyway. <laughs> Progress. But, yeah, but it's, it feels new. <laughs> uh, so, and the, the other big thing is just from last time. Uh, last time was kind of a spotlight more on uh, Ashley and to a lesser extent Cassie. And I wound up liking both of them a whole bunch. This episode is majorly a focus on TJ with some secondary bits about Carlos and Justin, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably good to kind of spread the focus around in the early going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But like, this is, this is an episode that is manages to establish. And they, they did this during the, the, the passing of the torch as well, but they do a real good job of establishing early on that. Like there's a reason TJ is the leader. There's a reason this guy's your Red Ranger, everybody. He 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 doesn't take shit from anybody. Um, I bring up, I have a very valid point that I will bring up when we get to it as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so we we open on the submarine and Elgar has gone to uh, position in the Salton Sea. I don't know if that's a real thing or if it's just what I don't I don't know. Um, but apparently Elgar found a treasure down there. That Divatox knew was going to be there, and he's he and some Piranatrons are bringing this treasure chest in, and they crack it open, and it's full of treasure. And we get some gags about Divatox like digging through it, and it's like, ooh, this is pretty. Ooh, that kind of sucks actually. Ooh, this one's kind of nice. That's like a watch or something. Oh, this is so last year. And then she pulls out a, a space map <laughs> of some sort. It's like a space treasure map. There's meteors and stuff, but it looks like a pirate treasure map. It's kind of funny. And she's like, "Oh, oh, this is this is where we're going to find uh, fucking what are the what are the names of these things? Lightning Cruiser and Storm Blaster. Lightning Cruiser and Storm Blaster. Again, more car names that just sound like Mountain Dew flavors. To the Pretty point much. where, like, we we already have a turbo vehicle with the word Blaster in its name. You can't have another one. You can't do that <laughs> twice, Power Rangers. It gets confusing." Hey, so long as they don't touch Master Blaster, I think they're safe. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so this is I, this is where... I Sorry, do want to point out that she says this map has been lost for aeons, and it has very clearly two pictures of just like stock footage, stock footage like shutters, shutter stock pictures of, of the cars on it. Like, not yeah. like... like not like like interpretive drawings, like maybe that they this is what they thought they these cars looked like. They're just straight up pictures of the cars on the map. Oh well, actually, the thing is, one of them looks like it's drawn, and the other looks like it's kind of painted a little bit. I yeah. think they just copied artwork from the style guide for Car Ranger. <laughs> um, That's certainly possible. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so uh, Lightning Cruiser and Storm Blaster are the two most powerful vehicles in the universe. Uh, we also get a gag where uh, where Diva talks is like, "Hey, th- here's this thing that's been missing forever. Look what we found." And and Elgar's like, "What? Your birth certificate?" Which kind of doubly works as a joke about you know Elgar being a dipshit and calling Diva talks old, uh, but also just you know again the lore of you know separated at birth from uh, Demetria. So that whole thing is is still 
it's still on the table. They're still hinting at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Divatox tells Porto to go get fucking, what's its name? It's like a bird monster. Dreadfeather, I think. Dreadfeather, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and and she's just like, okay, go get Dreadfeather, Porto. Uh, it's like, if I can get these super powerful cars, nothing will be able to stop me. And Dreadfeather comes in, and he looks cool. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really like him. He's like a weird... He's like a bird monster man, but he's wearing a lot of, like, belts and straps and stuff. Uh, he's also carrying a pickaxe. I think the idea is that, like, he's, like, he's a falcon miner thing. I don't I don't know. It's But it's a cool yeah, monster. It's like a, it's almost like a de-feathered, more angular-looking Tengu that's blue. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, but she says, okay, okay, Dreadfeather, come here. Here's what I want you to do. And then she holds out the map and she says, now here's the plan. And then laughs evilly. Uh, and I got a question for the both of you. Uh, if someone said they had a favor to ask you and you're like, okay, sure. What's the favor? And they pull out a map and say the words, okay, here's the plan. And then they just start laughing. Uh, are you going to do that favor for them? Uh, is it? I guess it actually does count on what kind of laugh it is. I mean, if it's just like a chuckling, which I mean seems odd, but not that bad. But maniacal laughter, that's bordering. You know, that's definitely an evil laughter. Oh yeah, this is definitely evil. Yeah, laughter. yeah, I'd, 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 yeah, yeah. I'd the have, laugh, and if there's any sort of bodies involved, I might be a little bit worried. Yeah, I guess it all. I'd also kind of be freaked out depending on the. Uh, surroundings like if i'm the only one with them i could easily just like say no and try to bow out but if there's like a lot of like the cr- they're in a submarine with the other crew there if i didn't want to do this i'd be like sure i'll do this and then just run when they let me go <laughs> yeah uh so we cut to outer space uh and run some sentai footage and uh Dreadfeather basically is is searching for the right meteorite because he's gonna dig these uh, mystical cars out of... They're trapped in a meteor somewhere. Uh, I have no idea what the equivalent of this stuff is in Car Ranger. I, I, I hope it'll come I, up some other time. I what? watched this episode with Eric. Yeah? Yeah. Pit stop at the Car Ranger garage. Essentially, the cars were were trapped inside the meteorite, meteorite by God yeah, for I, sort of being bad cars, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, like, I just glanced at the uh, Ranger Wiki just because I just had to find some information about it. And yeah, it's like they were trapped in the meteorite because they defied God and would go against them. Okay, I like <laughs> these characters a lot more now. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're anti-establishment cars. Yeah. They're going to they're going to attack and dethrone God. Uh, that's, yes, correct. that's not going to play by the time this episode comes out, probably. Uh, but yeah, so he's sitting down on one of these meteors. He's like, "I'm never going to find these fucking cars," and he sits down on a shrine or something. And then the meteor just splits in half, and these red and blue orbs fly off. He's like, "Holy crap, that's them!" And then it's uh, time for the intro sequence, and uh, I haven't gotten to comment on the new intro sequence yet. Uh, and as expected, it's really just, you know, they've, you know, swapped out the old cast for the new cast and, and Bulk and Skull are there now and, and everybody. But one thing that's really weird is that every single shot of a character with, you know, the name of the actor and the name of the character underneath it 
is the camera like rotating around them slowly from right to left. Yeah. And like the, and like you know it's 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 a good way to make a shot seem dynamic is just to move the camera around the character. But it's the same right to left motion for every shot to the point where it becomes noticeable. And most of the shots are just like one of the ranger actors under a tree and I think it's the same tree each time. Like it feels like this was it feels like this credit sequence was made on a, in a hurry and without much planning. Oh, it's like we need probably. to make a credit sequence for the new cast, and we need it yesterday, guys. It's like, oh, here's the first episode with the new cast. Uh, everybody, get by the tree. We're going to do something really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We don't need to worry about uh, Jason Nari and Paul Schreier. We did them months ago. Uh, you know, uh, Lieutenant Stone, just <laughs> lean on the bar. We'll do the sweeping shot we gave everybody else. It's fine. But the rest of y'all, by the tree. Let's go. Yeah, we'll give you. We'll give you like an extra twenty bucks for doing this. Uh, well, that seems generous. It's going to be yeah. like a dollar. Oh, true. This is the '90s. It was probably closer to like ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we we cut to a stairwell that I assume is outside of Andrew Grove High. This is a, this is a new place. So here's Actually, it might be the college now. Technically, isn't it? Didn't he? Get no, it's it? definitely the high school. Oh, okay. Uh, Justin Justin is in high school, and okay. and uh, I, I, I we haven't gotten to an episode that confirms it yet, but like. The at least according to Ranger Wiki, the new cast are all in high school as well. Okay. Um, but so this, what I was gonna say is what's throwing me off is this is not the usual school set. This is just like an actual stairwell somewhere that they're leaving like a school-looking building, and this is another uh, factor of expectations being fucked with by just like how basic the show has been up until this point. Because I don't know, like, like it's. They beat you over the head so hard with the same establishing shot of the school every episode for four seasons that now that it's not there, I'm not sure where we are. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. They usually just show like the juice bar sign or, or Angel Grove High sign or something. They and, sort of yeah. did that too back in Zeo when they went to the, the outside cafe. I remember for that, was it the first or second episode? Yeah. And we didn't even we didn't even get an establishing shot for the submarine that we usually get. And it's like, guys, oh, yeah. if you're not giving me a canned establishing shot, how am I supposed to know what part of Power Rangers I'm in? Uh, but yeah, so Justin and, and and TJ are having this conversation, and they're talking about like, man, wouldn't it be great if you could just there was a machine where you could just do your homework in your sleep? And like, it still it still feels weird to see this casual conversation between. A young boy and someone who is at least like, like I'm pretty sure TJ's actor. I don't know how old he actually is, but like he's playing, you know, a high school and he's presumably actually an adult. And I, yeah, it, it still feels weird I that Justin is still just friends with everybody else. Yeah, he's so much younger. I want to say late teens, probably early twenties for TJ's yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, still though, it's it is nice. It does it. It does at least feel like, yeah, this is... I'm trying to figure out the right way to put this, but yeah, it is at least believable that we're coming in in the middle of a conversation. And this does feel like, you know, the... Like, it does feel like it's credit to the new writer. And it feels like... And and apparently this new head writer is going to be on for a long time. Like, he's going to be part of the show for, like, several seasons. 
And again, like I don't want to give it like too high praise. I don't want to sound like I'd be like, I don't want to seem like I'm gushing, like, oh my God, the characters feel real. They're popping out of the screen, you know, or anything like that. But it's just like, someone gives a shit now and you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I I think, especially when when you're going to be looking at like the, the seasons after this, like still in that Zordon era, you're going to see a bit more character-driven continuity along the way. Just remembering okay. what I've seen in the past, so yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stop gushing over every little thing and uh, and and move on. Uh, but but this next bit is but it's so hard not to when they're actually doing <laughs> things right. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but so we cut to uh, so so TJ and Justin actually see uh, the, the red and blue cars. I'm never gonna remember their fucking names. Uh, they see the magic cars come down and land in the parking lot, and they see. Uh, Dreadfeather, Elgar, and a bunch of Baratrons basically like run up to try and seize them, and we get we get them like trying to get the cars under control. Dreadfeather like hits one with its pickaxe a little bit. The Piranatrons try to get it to open the door, and something we're going to get a lot of in this episode is this magical cars like fighting off people who are trying to drive it. They're like Herbie, actually. Uh, yeah, basically, they, they're, they're, one of them Knight drives Rider. over or Night Rider. One of them drives over someone's foot. Yep, like they do. Uh, there's a lot of hitting people things. with like the the driver's side door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these cars are absolutely fully loaded, and I, uh, I find it ironic that two of the most powerful vehicles in the world are a Jeep and a Chevy Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so Elgar climbs. Elgar's like, "You fuckers are so stupid. Let me show you how it's done." And he climbs into the driver's side of one of the cars, and the cars just speed away. And at one point, just pop open the driver's side door and throw Elgar into the street. And that's actually something that happens a bunch in this episode as well, is the sentient car just opening its door and the driver falls out, which doesn't really make much <laughs> logical sense when it comes right down to it. Oh, I remembered one thing. I know you didn't have an opening segment, but I do have something that can connect a couple of things, because I mentioned Knight Rider earlier. Yeah, go for yeah. it. So... We've, we've got a Chevy Camaro in this episode. Uh, Knight Rider was a Pontiac Trans Am, also sort of subsidiary owned by Chevy. And as it turns out, a, uh, the, the Chevy, the car that's used in the follow up TV movie for Knight Rider called Knight Rider 2000, uh, it was a Dodge Stealth. But it then was later used in Power Rangers in Space. The same car that was used for Kit is then used as a police car in Power is Rangers. It, is it just the same make and model of car, or is it literally the same it's car? Literally the same car. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. They had like All four right. cars for the Knight Rider movie, and they took one of those cars, and it bounced from from different lot to different lot, and then was picked up for, for Power Rangers and used in uh, Time Force. It was used in Time Force. Wild. Okay. Yeah. I hope we can remember that when we get there. Uh, but so TJ and Justin are running through a field to find these cars because, like, they don't really know anything about these cars except that they landed from space and the bad guys are after them. And they run out into the street and they see the red and blue cars, like, speeding towards them. And they're like, oh, shit, run! And... This is, I mean, this is a fucking CinemaSins-ass nitpick, but it's something you see all the time in, in things like this. 
the cars yeah. are speeding towards them, and instead of just running sideways into the grass, Where they, they came just from. immediately <laughs> Yeah, they just run down, down the, the road, road away from the cars. And what? Is it Justin who trips? Yes. Yeah, it's Justin who trips, and TJ uh like runs back to try and block him and try to shield him, and then the cars just stop. Stop uh, on the dime. Yes, yeah, so as not to run anybody over. I do have a theory as to why TJ ran the way that he did, and it's going to come up later, like, in a few minutes as to why. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But Justin and TJ are, like, admiring the cars. It's like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen cars. (laughs) Actually, I think TJ gets mad at them at first, too. Like, he tries to yell at the the driver until they find out there are none. Yeah, he didn't see that there was no driver. What the hell? You almost ran us down. What the fuck? And it's like, wait, there's no drivers. And uh, and then Elgar and his crew appear and are like, hey, you rangers get away from those things. Those are ours. And TJ says, I got a feeling they're not actually yours at all and that you're lying and you're a lying liar face. And Elgar's like, damn, you got me. I also like how the cars actually seem to physically react by like backing up. So it's it's neat that they, like I said, like they're like Herbie. They they went all out with that. I like that. Yeah. The, the cars are doing. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of like uh, camera tricks and editing tricks for a bunch of stunts throughout this episode. But yeah, they really do go out of their way to be like, well, if we're gonna have magic cars that you know move around on on their own and emote and stuff. Fuck it, let's at least commit to the bit. Like, let's let's do it. And Which uh I, yeah, I so, think they did do a good job of it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we get a, a sort of tanga fight here with TJ and Justin uh fighting the monster and the piranatrons and uh and Elgar. And it it really is wild how much like Elgar just it, I, I I guess this is something that that Goldar did a lot back in the day. And we haven't really had a number two that did the fighting since then. Uh, but it's wild how much time Elgar spends just fighting unmorphed rangers, including a 12-year-old and losing. Uh, but they kind of get a win here because the Dreadfeather, like, Justin gets like thrown against uh, the blue car. And the Dreadfeather just like, well, I'm going to use my magic pickaxe to summon a net and... Make the boy in the car disappear, and he does. Who would have known then, that a car's greatest weakness was a net? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Elgar's like, well, uh, we didn't get everything we came for, but we kidnapped that fucking kid, so bye! And then they all disappear. And they just leave TJ alone in the street with the red car. And um, so we fade to commercial, and then TJ's like, he calls back to the command, so he's like, Alpha, Elgar's got Justin... Tell everyone to meet me at the power chamber. This is bad. And then as he's making the call, so this this is a long sequence that like of the red car testing TJ? Fucking with him? I'm not like Yeah. TJ needs to tame the red car? I, I well, I'm not I mean I, it's not like the car is stuck in a stone for him to be able to pull out, so you have to find out some way of being able to prove that he's the one, I guess. Like, so remember, it, the car challenges <laughs> into a race. Remember how I said I looked up some stuff on car uh, about them in the wiki? They're they said they are technically wild cars, and the terminology that they use for when the episodes they appear, they had to be tamed. Like yeah. they 
they outright would, would not let anyone ride them or anything. So I, I mean, I guess from a, him messing around like that, but at the same time, they seem to like the two cars seem to actually be like, you know, comrades and the red car wants to get the save the blue car as much as he wants to save his friend. So this kind of seems a little, you know, dicking around when there's trouble yeah. about. But he's got, he's got he's still got to prove TJ is worthy. And for all the talk about like that being the plot in the Sentai, almost none of this episode is Sentai footage. No. Yeah. There's the bit with the Birdman flying around in space we mentioned earlier, and then there's like some footage later of the red car flying around, and that's <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, I think there so- might there is one like towards the end of the episode when they battle the monster. That is Sentai right, as well. Right, right. That's the thing is this episode, has, for all the praise I've been giving this episode, and there's a lot more common that I like, uh, this has one of the more perfunctory Zord fights uh, in a while. Like, it's it's just going to kind of happen, and then we're just going to be kind of, well, that was it, I guess. Mm. Uh, but so, yeah, so as TJ is, like, on his communicator calling the other rangers, the red car opens the driver's side door and, like, drives past to knock TJ to the ground. And TJ's like, wait a minute, come on. You know where to find your friend. You know where to find Justin. Come on, help help me out. And then TJ walks toward the car, and the car like inches forward a bit. And TJ stops, and he you know tries to walk toward the car again, and inches forward a bit. And then just the chase is on. And it's again, this is a lot of editing and camera tricks, and and like sped up footage and like fast cuts to try and simulate what's happening. So this um, is why this is why I think TJ ran the way that he did when the cars first started approaching them because I think that maybe he might have been able to outrun the cars because he actually keeps pace with a car yeah. with a Chevy Camaro. Yeah, he does. And bear in mind, he's not he's not morphed or anything. These are no, not no. turbo powers. He's just he's this is just the powers of a high school baseball player. Yeah, twice they do a cutback behind the uh, towards the back of the red car and. TJ's literally just about to touch the back of it while reaching out. Yeah, it's a Terminator 2-ass shot of just a guy keeping pace with a car. (laughs) Um, But there's a bit where he's chasing it, and then the car stops suddenly, and TJ flips all the way over it and lands in front of the car. Uh, And then it opens the door, kind of beckoning him inside, and he climbs in, and it there's a bit where it swerves around. And again, it it throws him out like, uh, like it did Elgar earlier, like bucks him like a Bronco. And TJ's like, you know, he slams the ground and, he's, and he just goes like, no, no, that's not it. We're not done here. And he stands in front of the car and like starts taunting it. His, his line is literally, come on, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? What are we going to do? Let's do this. He's like, come on, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And he, he tries, the car tries to go around him and he keeps like cutting it off. And then eventually like reverses to speed away and he has to chase it down again. And, and like, then, he this rides is- the pa- then he rides the driver's side door like yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah, like he 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 catches the back of it and climbs his way into the driver's seat. Uh, it's fucking like this is a really extended and entertaining sequence. Yeah, um, we, it's it's hard to convey oh. it in in audio, mostly because there's not really anything to make fun of. Like this is just a fun mm-hmm. bit of kids' TV here. Uh, speaking of which, we cut to a construction site, and uh, I, Lieutenant Detective Jerome the Boulder Ernie Stone. <laughs> Uh, has gotten Bulk and Skull jobs now that they're human again uh, at a local construction site. And the starting job is that they're going to hold signs to slow down slash stop traffic uh, to keep them from driving past the cement they're trying to put down to make it. They're building a new sidewalk, basically. 
They're literally uh, watching cement dry. Yeah. My and question uh, is, did they get any sort of workplace hazardous material information safety before this? Not as far as I can tell, because near as I can tell, literally all their training is the guy says, okay, here's your signs. It says stop on one side and slow on the other. If you want the cars to stop, show them the sign that says stop. And if you want them to slow down, you... And then he like waits for them to finish the sentence. And there's a beat, and they just sit there, and, and like he's just like, if you want them to slow down. And they're like, oh, okay. And there's 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 a bunch of little like bits of physical comedy here. Like Skull has his helmet over his face, and Bolt can't get like the reflector safety vest on properly. And just a, a bunch of them just being stupid. And this is something we this is something I really missed because so much of the season has just been Bulk and Skull, they're monkeys, you yeah. know? Bulk, we I think, makes get... a comment that saying that they're going to build so many muscles from this, and and Skull's like, my arm's already hurting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, we didn't we didn't get physical comedy from these guys. Like, they're fuck- and they, they settle right back in their stupid fucking Two Stooges routine, and it's really great. So, I actually... I mentioned this before when I said I wanted to come back on to an episode. I kind of have this weird theory that the the thing that Elgar did to them, like when he turned them into monkeys, I think was kind of contingent on the current roster of Power Rangers when he did it. And for some reason, like like it's like it actually had like some kind of weird weird you know, effect that it actually, you know, like you've always said before in later episodes, no one noticed that they were gone. And I kind of think that was part of the spell. And, but it was more the fact that it was because it was the spell was affecting the Power Rangers. And it was like around them as well. So like, you know, Lieutenant Stone would constantly keep thinking he was seeing them, but then he would be like back around the Power Rangers and he would just forget it all again. And so... Now, and now that four of the five are gone, like just gone, the spells weakened to the point where they can't even keep like, well, they were invisible for a little bit, but it can't even do that anymore. So that's what, okay. So now now that's that I think basically the spell is quite broken. But at the same time, we really don't have any d- way to double check, because even though Justin is affected by it, he didn't really know them anyways. So we have no we have no outside like control to to test that. Like we can't go like have Carlos show up and or Carlos and, and Cassie and them probably never actually interacted with them when they were humans. So That is that's really convoluted, but it's <laughs> it's better than the explanation that the show gives us, which is none. Yeah. Uh so speaking of which, so the second Bulk and Skull are presented with the uh, responsibility to not let any car whiz past this wet cement. Here comes TJ trying to wrestle this sentient space car. And they're like, uh, it, and of course, I don't think they see it's him. Uh, and they're like, hey, like they're, they're holding up the slow side of the signs and be like, hey, slow, slow down, stop, stop, please stop. And yeah, basically, he can't, he can't, uh, he keeps slamming the brake to try and get the car to stop and it won't. Yeah, yes. And he's like, TJ's okay. one weakness, anti-lock brakes. Yeah. But TJ says, okay, you don't want to stop? Alright, let's fucking do this. And then he puts it into... I don't know what he does 
to the car. Like the implication, I guess, is that he puts it in like a higher gear, but like he cranks this switch from like all the way to the front to all the way to the back, and like that doesn't look like a gear shift. That looks like the the automatic shift. I thought it was the emergency brake at first. Maybe. Uh, but like, yeah, he just pulls this lever, like, and and again, it doesn't shift around like a gear shift does. He just pulls a lever, basically, and, and slams on the gas, yeah. and the car starts flying. <laughs> yeah, like the they added little like little thruster things on the back for decoration, and they give an effect of like bursting flames out as it like actually takes off. Like they yeah, give a like nice, rocket boosters. Yeah, like they they yeah. give this thing. Like, it'll transform and some wings will come out in a Mm -hmm. bit, but it goes into the air before that happens. Yeah. It has, like, these, like, bursts of air, like, four of them pop out from the bottom of the car to just kind of launch it skyward. Uh, And as he whizzes past, Bulk and Skull, of course, just fall into the wet cement. You know, because they're Bulk and Skull, and that was inevitable. Yeah. And uh, so once he's in the air, uh, TJ's like, huh, well, this is, this is weird. And because this is a children's show, yeah. a seatbelt magically manifests around him. <laughs> and that's not me that. making a joke, folks. That happens. They show the seatbelt magically appearing around him. Hey, it does one better. Oh, wait. Magic School Bus does have seatbelts. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, yeah. It's in the, it's in the theme song. Seatbelts, yep, everyone. Exactly. Yeah. I have never been on a bus with seatbelts in my life. Me either. Not to school, not on public transit. Uh, so uh, the the other rangers call him on his communicator, and he's like, "Hey, so uh, how's it going, guys?" And the in the command center, uh, Cassie's the one calling him, and she says, "Like, yeah, we can't find Justin anywhere uh, in the city. We're scanning everyone. We can't find him." And she's just like, "Well, uh, no." She asks where he is. And he's like. Well, I don't really know, but I'm at least a thousand feet in the air. Um, but oh, I've I've got a reading from something in the warehouse district because it's Power Rangers and everything happens in the warehouse district. Oh, I want to point out here they do they show that a little like I don't know computer module on on the on on the car. Yeah, some sort of a console display. Yeah, and it says Bozok search mode. So I'm thinking that's uh, Sentai footage for some yeah. reason. Yeah, because the Bozok oh, are the are what yeah. they call the monsters in the Sentai. Uh, and so when when TJ points out that there's something in the warehouse district, uh, what they realize is that there's a blank space in the scan that uh, the command center's doing. So they have to like fucking Superman looking for a lead box this shit and be like, well. That's the place we can't see, so that's got to be where they are. Let's go. And so uh, Carlos, Ashley, and Cassie morph, and they head to the warehouse district to see some piranatrons patrolling around a building. And I guess because this is kind of sort of a hostage situation, they decide to take a stealth approach. Uh, and just sort of like they decide to distract some piranatrons by like rolling some tires in. Uh but we'll get to that in a second because we we cut inside the uh, the warehouse and there's Justin uh, chained up uh, and being held back. Like he's got chains around his his arms, but he's not really like chained down. But no, Piranhas are Piranhas are holding him. He's got like a it's like a manacle with a bar between his hands so that he can't bring his hands together to be able to morph. Yeah, uh, but the the blue car is chained down and it, and you can see the car like 
fighting and wrestling against its restraints. And Elgar's like, come on, let's just do this the easy way, my dude. Can we just can we just have one thing be easy just once? I don't want to hit you with my sword, but I'll do it. Come on. Uh, and we cut back to the outside of the warehouse, and the Piranatrons see these tires roll by, and they're like, oh, it's a thing. Let's go investigate. And there's actually this really funny shot of the Piranatrons <laughs> walking past the screen, and the camera pans up, and there's the fucking rangers, like, clinging to the ceiling. And they must have been thinking, I can't believe that they fell for this. <laughs> no, they believe yeah. in Spider-Man. No one looks up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, uh, hey, I've played enough first-person shooters to know that no one fucking looks up. That's true. <laughs> but, like, so they they jump down and uh, catch these Piranatrons by surprise and beat them up. Uh, and then they decide, okay, we're going to go sneak into the warehouse and we cut back in and um, basically the, the monster and Elgar are just taunting Justin is like, cause Justin's yelling like, don't fucking hurt it. Let it go. And like, Oh, is the little boy afraid we're going to hurt the stupid fucking car? And Elgar, you know, starts hitting it with his sword and it fights back a bit, but still ultimately like this thing is chained down. And then, Justin, the best and coolest and smartest and most powerful Power Ranger ever, just fucking steps on the foot of the Piranatron that's been holding him back. Yes, one of the most powerful martial arts moves, (laughs) stepping on the toes. Yeah, and then like he he rushes at Elgar and tricks Elgar into breaking his chains with his sword. And then he's free and he morphs and he's like, okay, I am a superhero now, you guys are fucked. I do like how Elgar actually kind of like face palms when he when he, after that like he just realized he goofed. He's yeah, like, like oh, uh, I'm oh, done. Damn it! Up. Oh shit! No, fuck! The boy <laughs> used his superpowers. This is where it all goes wrong. I've done this song and dance before. Uh, and then like, it, but they still have him surrounded and they still have the the car chained down. It's like, oh no, what's he gonna do? Like Elgar even calls him Little Boy Blue, which. He has to have used that line before, I'm sure. Like, I can't imagine I, that's the first time he ooh. said that. I would imagine. Yeah, I. that's weird. I, Yeah, I kind of think he would, but I'm actually not recalling it. Yeah. Uh, so here's... He might have called him just Boy Blue. Yeah. So here's kind of a funny waste of time. Uh, Carlos, Ashley, and Cassie get the turbo cannon together. The fucking turbo ram, whatever it is. And they're like, okay, let's blast our way in. And then they shoot the door of the warehouse. And then it just doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, how could that not work? We shot a cannon at it. Maybe they should be making the monsters out of that stuff instead of doors. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but so they call TJ. And he's like, hey, TJ, do you think you can uh, do something now? And he's uh, he's morphed. I don't remember what point he morphed or if we ever even saw it happen. But like he's... He's flying around in the car, and he's morphed now, and he's Sentai footage. And he's like, I'll, I'll figure something out. And we cut back into the warehouse, and Justin is fighting the monster and Elgarans and Piranatrons. And we see... We cut to, like, a sunlight. Uh, like a... Like skylight. A, a wind, skylight, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, in the roof of the warehouse. And there's TJ flying by. And like, hey, TJ, down here! And... This part is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So the blue car, like basically the 
the monster and the Piranatrons and Elgar realize that something's about to happen now that TJ's here, and they all go to bum rush Justin. And what happens is the car shoots out its seatbelt, <laughs> grabs Justin, like wraps around him like a fucking snake, and Bungie Cord pulls him into the driver's seat. And then once he's secure, it shoots a it shoots like its front bumper winch. It has a winch on its front. A winch. Okay. It shoots a winch out the front of it like like a grappling hook and grabs the back of the like it shoots through the skylight and latches onto the red car. And the red car just pulls the blue car out of the out of the warehouse. And so now like it's just being dragged through the air. And uh, we also get a shot like after after Justin thanks TJ for the save. We also get a shot of a seatbelt magically forming around Justin. But I thought it even had already thought, put yeah, the seatbelt. Yeah, that's I what I was trying to say. Especially funny is when it pulled him into the seat. There's a shot where he clearly does have a strap across his chest. Yeah, well, we got to do it twice. I, I think. I think. I guess it's to solve a bit of a continuity error with another continuity error because during the save, like Justin, like stands up. And it's like, thanks, TJ. Like, he gets yeah. up in emotes oh, and swings yeah. his arm around. Is like, okay. thanks for the save, TJ. That was great. Um, but yeah, so after that, uh, the red car lowers the blue car down onto the ground and then lands itself. And they're both just in the street. And they're getting ready to make their escape. They're driving away. Uh, and we see Divatox teleport down into the warehouse to yell at Elgar and Dreadfeather and the Piranatrons. And she's like, come on, you stupid fucking idiots. I asked you to do one job. One fucking thing, and they're like, "But how are we how are we supposed to do anything?" What? And she uh, she summons like her. Okay, <laughs> help me help me describe this car because I don't fucking know what to do, what to do with this. It's I, almost like a Cadillac that they they had to they probably paid like I want to say two hundred bucks at most for this car, like the. The, it, aside from adding a fa- like a face onto the front of it, I don't think they had to do a whole lot to this car to make it look the way that it did. Yeah, it's like a brown convertible. They made it look like a rust bucket monster with teeth. It's it's something, and like they they do bad special effects. Like you could you could see them like cropping a picture and moving it around to move the jaw for the biting effect. Um, but like, yeah, that's the Divatox has summoned her own magical car, for, and uh, for the Dreadfeather bucks, drops though, a line. They, they really did go all out on like personalizing it with junk on it, though. There's a there's a net, there's a periscope, and I love the fact that the hubcats are, bo- uh, bo- you know, ring bowies that say SS Divatox on it. Oh, and yeah. they painted the wheels white and red to look like yeah. the buoys, yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, don't get twisted. When I say this car looks like shit, it looks like shit on purpose. They yeah. put a lot of work into making this thing look like shit. And uh, we get Dreadfeather cracking jokes like, what, were there not any tricycles available? And we learn of yet another Divatox superpower that she rarely bothers to use, and she just shoots lasers out of her eyes at the guy. I was surprised. Yeah, she's like Cyclops. We well, keep seeing her have like these crazy powerful like superpowers and but we never really see her use them outside of just bullying her minions. Like she has super strength, she can shoot lightning, she can shoot lasers out of her eyes, she can teleport, but like she doesn't do any of her own fighting, so it's weird. Like I kind of get the idea that she wants to do do things half-assed in the easy way just so she can kick back. 
at times, like I mean, like that's all that's all her plan seemed to seemed to have been was you know just gain power and then I can live the easy life. But yeah, like that's why a lot of her early plans were just bombs. Yeah, but it's like it's just set it and forget it. But for some reason, like like you said, like with all that she could do, if she just like spent one good day getting what she wanted she'd she'd be where she she'd be fine where she was you know she'd get what she would want and it'd be done i'm assuming she's taken the lesson from the 60s and figures hey look some days you just can't get rid of a bomb she's just waiting for that day god uh but yeah (laughs) she she just she needs to learn the value of of a good old rise and grind she needs to fucking get out there and like put in some honest work and she can maybe (laughs) conquer the world yep uh but so yeah, she summoned a bad car, and Elgar's like, "Okay, come on, Wingding!" Like she, she, <laughs> he calls Dreadfeather Wingding, which I, I do like, uh, and like so yeah, so Dreadfeather and and Elgar get into the car, and some Piranatrons follow on motorcycles, and they're gonna give chase, and we cut back to Bulk and Skull, who uh, they're not doing the sign thing anymore. I guess they're cleaning up their mess. They're straightening up the block of cement that they fell into earlier. And they see the fucking rust bucket shark mobile and these motorcycles whiz by and they're like, stop, stop, please. And they, you know, run by and Bulk and Skull just fall into the cement again. Yeah. I like how before this, they give off some like two, like real quick lines of like, one's like, hey, have you seen my wallet? And he's like, no, have you seen my keys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Elgar and crew whiz by and he's like, Ooh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> Not. And then the, Red feather in him, fucking high five, which is great. It's so stu- I love how stupid Elgar is. I like the captions for season. that scene with Elgar when he's singing. It's like na 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 na. But so we cut to the parking lot somewhere. Uh, Justin and TJ like stop their cars and climb out, and they and we get the you know Power Rangers new power slash new party member spiel of like wow this thing is cool it's so cool isn't it cool i'm so glad we have them now this is great by the toys kids um <laughs> they get did they symbols. actually make toys of these i think they did i yeah. have to assume so uh we actually see them like christened as new members of the teams because uh we see the car ranger logo <laughs> yeah, car. appear on them which is kind of hilarious because yes that's a logo that all of the rangers have and all their equipment has, but we're never given any explanation for it in Power Rangers. Here's the thing that I couldn't just – this is the one thing that I couldn't tell because the same sort of thing happens in the Sentai. But I think I don't think they use the Sentai footage for this. I think they refilmed this with their own special effects, which I'm not sure why they would have. Yeah, it's also kind of weird because I'm pretty sure – of the very little Sentai footage they used, some of the some of them are with them already had the symbol on them. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but like, so this this is where their choice to make up their own mooks kinds of kind of hurts slash kind of helps them because we're about to get a big long action sequence with Justin and TJ driving these cars, Elgar driving around in his car, two Protons on motorcycles. The fucking uh, Dreadfeather on foot. And he's actually going to jump onto the red car and fight TJ while he's trying to drive it. And occasionally popping in with the other three rangers also on foot, uh, firing with guns. 
Like, this is a long, extended sequence. I, I do have a question about this sequence. It, are there a lot of boxes all over the place around warehouses in the U.S.? Because I don't think there is up here in Canada. I think if there's anywhere that it makes sense for there to be just shitloads of boxes around, it's probably a warehouse district. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense that all these boxes are empty. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, you know, it's whatever. It's a car chase, you know. Like, there are, there are some nits that even we must not pick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so this is a fun bit. Te- like, uh, Justin stops the blue car strategically to knock the Piranatrons off their motorcycles temporarily. Uh, TJ fights uh, Dreadfeather off and, like, knocks him to the ground. Uh, there's a bit where TJ's driving around and the Piranatrons on motorcycles are firing lasers at him. Dreadfeather starts flying, and I guess he just has a rocket pack on his back and is shooting lightning now. Like, this this bit is Sentai footage where he's yeah. just going around shooting lightning. Yeah. Uh, and so TJ calls her back and was like, hey, remember how there's five of us? Could the rest of you get in here? Uh, and then Carlos, uh, Ashley, and Cassie show up, and they're going to fight Elgar. Uh, and he almost runs them over. And then Carlos is like, okay, fuck this noise. And uh, he jumps into Elgar's car, and he's going to fight Elgar the way the Dreadfeather fought TJ. Uh, and then as far as the Piranatrons on motorcycles, they're finally going to get fish- finished off by just Cassie and Ashley using their guns and yep. shooting them. Uh, and then for the Matt, last bit... Matt would be so proud. Yeah. He would. And then speaking of shooting things, so the finale of this fight, and like I, I didn't go through the whole thing beat by beat, but this is a big, long, and... Honestly, really fun action sequence. But the last thing that happens is uh, the blue car. It, again, one of, what's one of them is like lightning cruiser, and one is uh, storm blaster. Storm blaster. Storm blaster yeah. Which is which? Storm blaster is uh, the blue. Yeah. Storm blaster is the blue one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lightning okay, cruiser so, is the flying one. Okay. So storm blaster fires the winch at uh, at the leg of Dreadfeather and like locks him into place, so he can't fly away. But he's certainly trying. It's like, hey, let me go, let me go. And then TJ says, hey, TJ, can you help me finish him off? We got to – and then and TJ says, gladly, going to clip this guy's wings. And then TJ swoops in, pushes a button, and Lightning Cruiser fires a million billion <laughs> yeah. lasers. Holy shit. This thing has like 5,000 guns on it, It y'all. has like more guns than what the Ultra Zord did in the first season. <laughs> yeah, this shit is wild. Like, I- and, and this – this whole finale is Sentai footage, so this is what it originally was. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, the, the Dreadfeather just gets shot with 5,000 lasers, and then he fucking explodes. And, like, that's one of the rawest monster deaths we've gotten in a while. So I I honestly don't remember much of Turbo. And, like I said, I had to look things up about these cars. Like, it does mention, you know, that the Lightning Cruiser, the flying one, has, uh, you know, all these lasers. As for the Storm Blaster, it just has the winch, but they can mount a cannon on the back. And I'm so hoping we we will get to see that. I think it's the same cannon that they tried to use to blow open the door. Yeah, but it's like a back-mounted sit- or like swivel cannon, I think. Yeah. So that they can like spin it around. So I'm looking forward to that. Sick. Uh, so... Yeah, so all that's really left to contend with is Elgar and the fucking Divatox Sharkmobile. Uh, and he comes to a stop and finally knocks Carlos out. Carlos, like, rolls off the hood of the car and lands on the ground. And Elgar's like, okay, I'm going to really mess you up. And Carlos is like, 
nah, actually, I've got a gun. And then he just starts fucking shooting at the shark mobile. And Algar's like, oh, fuck, better d- abandon ship. Time to bail. And he hops. Say what? Time to bail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hops out and just, yeah, Carlos just blasts the shit out of this car. <laughs> there is uh, one like, really thing. thoroughly. He shoots it like 500 times with his, with his pistol. The, there is one thing that I wonder about this shot, if it was almost continuous, because Elgar, because the, the pyro from the car is going off as Elgar is jumping yeah. out of the car, and then he's patting himself down, and I wonder if the stunt guy in the suit was literally just patting himself down to make sure he wasn't on fire, and they're like, we're going to use that. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, during the fight with Elgar, there was this one line again. Like I said, I just like this where like they shouted Elgar, like "Who taught you to drive?" or "Or where'd you learn to drive?" Mail order, and he just shouts back, "Nope, can't read." Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good gag. But so Elgar flees, and we cut to a bit more Senai footage, and it's the Rangers are all together now, and they're all talking about how great these new cars are. Calling them by and name, even though they have never been told it before. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like fucking Lightning Cruiser sure fucking rules and kicks ass. It's like, yeah. And and, and Storm, Storm Blaster. Blaster sure just fucking, like, he's dope as shit, too. Isn't he great? Uh, and we cut to the submarine. And Diva talks, you know, barges in, and she's about to murder the shit out of Elgar. And Elgar's like, wait a minute, I found another treasure map. And it's very clear that he, like, <laughs> yeah. threw it in Cran. It's like, come on, it's, it's, it's great. Like, we got to, uh, we found another treasure. We got to go to, it's in, in Hawaii. Space we'll Hawaii. Hawaii. Isn't that great? And then uh, Diva talks is like, oh, okay, Hawaii. All right. Why don't you swim there? And she, like, pushes him into the L- airlock. And, and, and he's talking about, like, wait, I can't swim. She's like, well, you'll learn. And it closes. And then he's just, she just launches him into the sea, I guess. Uh, and so we cut back to the construction site and, uh, Stone's cousin is yelling at him. He's like, come on, I can't believe you saddled me with these fucking imbeciles. A monkey could have done their jobs. And he's like trying to talk him into giving them a second chance. And as they walk away, we pan down to Bulk and Skull who are now trapped in the cement. They can't move. They're probably going to die. (laughs) I I actually checked. There's definitely nothing blocking their noses. Like yeah. they, they yeah, were nice enough to do that. You can hear them. You see their their hands poking out and their fingers wiggling, and you hear them like moaning, like. Although it it does remind me of an episode that my wife watched of Grey's Anatomy, where a guy was encasing concrete. It makes me wonder how hard it is for them to get out. Oof, boy. I mean, it's it's very clearly not real. Like this is not yeah. a convincing effect. I think it's oatmeal um, that's got like yeah. some sort of gray stuff in it. Yeah, it definitely looks like they're just lying in some gruel. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's bulk and Skull, they're back to being Bulk and Skull, and they're back to having horrible things happen to them that are not their fault at all. Uh, and then we get one more. We cut back to one more bit of Sentai footage, and it is... She's uh, sorry, y'all. I live next to the street. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Lightning Cruiser. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's just them flying slash driving off into the sunset. And that's the that's the end of the episode. That's the wheel of fate. Uh, bit of a short one. Not really a lot of details, and also there's not a lot of us at the moment. Uh, but yeah, f- uh, final thoughts, uh, Jordan. I actually really like this episode. Uh, they like like we said before, they went whole hog on magic talking cars and stuff, and they 
pulled out all the stops for these two. They did things that weren't just the Sentai footage. They got, I, they got very, you know, cars that looked like the ones in the Sentai and did stuff with them that was pretty neat. Yeah, you know? I want to say that there was maybe a quarter of this episode was Sentai footage, if that. And I don't yeah. know. I for some reason I kind of just do like the 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 more the jokey parts of of this season. Like like I said, like I thought I watched all the way up to space, but I'm finding I don't remember much of Turbo at all. So I'm starting to think I tried and just dropped off in Turbo. But seeing this now, like it's like for the first time again, and. I'm surprised to find that uh, a lot of times I'm liking what I've seen. All right. I, I want to uh, say, I think, because I know Turbo, for the most part, a lot of people tend to downplay Turbo or or talk a bit harshly about Turbo. And I think the reason that so many people have a negative opinion on it is because it, it does seem a little bit more lighthearted than what we've had in other seasons. But I yeah. think that's also because they're using a Sentai that was very much a parody Sentai. Now, I don't, I don't want people to. Uh, I, I feel like something that that the the fandom may have done, and they they seem to do this a lot with a lot of things, but especially with Turbo, is sort of overblow the effect. Like one overblow how silly Car Ranger was compared to other seasons, because Sentai is usually pretty silly, mm. actually. Yeah. Uh, but also overblow how much like that decision affected Power Rangers versus like what they would have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really super buy that they were originally going to do a very serious season because like the contrast is like, oh well, it would have been more like Zeo, but they had to make it silly, and it's like Zeo was fucking stupid, y'all. <laughs> I, I I liked a lot of it, but it was dirt stupid. Uh, so I I don't know. Um. I feel like it, I feel like it's kind of leaning into the same mentality of like, you know, old old Sentai is real dark, serious stuff. You know, for mature viewers, not like the kiddie shit we're getting now, like like fucking uh, you know Kira Major or Juoger, like that shit. That shit's baby stuff for babies. <laughs> like I don't I don't really buy into that. I, I feel like, and honestly, this has been kind of a continuing trend for us. Like how we generally feel about Tommy Oliver, how we've reacted to Turbo so far of just our, you know, gradual rewatch. And and maybe it's the fact that we're not binge watching it. And maybe it's the fact that we're not like just remembering it from our childhoods. Like it feels like our experiences with the show, like greatly contradict with the overall fandom consensus a lot. Mm. And I don't know how much of that is just as sometimes people are going to disagree, you know, just the natural course of things Mm -hmm. and how much of that is our, method of watching this you know yeah i still remember watching these episodes and this is going to date myself i i remember watching them on their first run on fox kids when i was a teenager and to me turbo wasn't a horrible season but i think when i got a little bit older that sort of you know that fandom main mentality was yeah it wasn't as good because it had some really i sort of remembered the the wacky aspects but now that i'm older and i've watched some of the episodes back again and then seeing the sentai it's it's really not a bad series it it really isn't yeah and i feel like i feel like a lot of it gets overblown by the fact that turbo's turbo was when the shows really started to get bad ratings and had to try and turn things around and i feel like people 
have conflated that with the show actually being worse than usual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, again, yeah, it, like, that this doesn't is- seem like a vicious ci- circle thing that happened, too. Like you said, like, it got yeah. bad ratings. People just heard it, heard about that or heard people complaining. And that just kind of yeah. just compounded that and just everyone agreed on it being bad. Yeah. Now, in fairness, uh, on TWA here, we're still in the thick of it. Yeah. We're still at about the halfway yes. point of the season, if you include the movie as three episodes, <laughs> like, you know, how we did it. Uh, and and bearing in mind that we went into it, into it with the bad reputation that it had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we haven't had much of a counterbalance. Like, one of the things we talked about is uh, the reason Lexi hasn't been around is that she fucking hates Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't want to be around people who are gushing about it for one to two hours. So we haven't Which had that fair. counterbalance of someone who like yeah. just j- like like just cards on the table. She fucking hates Turbo so much, uh, and Simone does too. And he for similar he well not for similar reasons. He also hasn't been around, but that has more to do with him being a dad than <laughs> uh, than uh, uh, not wanting to podcast. So the two the two members of our crew who like would counterbalance all this positivity for one reason or another aren't on the show much uh right now so it's it's yeah it's kind of a weird thing but yeah we're we're going to have to we're going to have to get into it and like it, I'm super eager to see how our teenies and tooties play out when we get to the end of this season like hmm. I'm really interested to see what we end up like when we stop and reflect like what we remember liking and what we remember hating and see like how it all really like pans out it'll be interesting um, Oh, uh, yeah. I just wanted to point it out that the in the bloopers during the credits, they did another little thing with. Uh, I, I think you mentioned they've shown this before, where Porto tries to walk through the the airlock door and just yeah, and he falls, <laughs> down. falls down. And just you're right, it is extremely funny to watch that happen. That's that's something they've <laughs> done with the costume characters before, and and also with uh, the monkeys when Bulk and Skull were monkeys is just take something that's not actually really much of an outtake, but have an actor like dub over it anyway, so that they can fill more bloopers. Uh, but yeah, so I, I feel, I feel like that's uh, I feel like we've done enough na- navel gazing uh, for this dumb fucking episode of Power Rangers. So let's, again, this is a short one, but let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, Jordan, you got anything you want to plug? Um, I'm not doing anything currently like that's, regular but i have there's still like a lot of places you could still find me not me and greg especially are you know the whole archive for war and beast is still on audio entropy uh so you know there's that backlog there but i know just recently darren uh husted or husted the person who basically got me into podcasting uh finally finished after like five years uh the podcast I've made a huge mistake, which was a look at every episode of Arrested Development, including the fifth season. And for obvious reasons, it was really hard for him to get people to talk on the f- fifth season. But you know, uh, I know I've at least talked about like three episodes in each season, so I'm there too. And uh, you know, he's he's really good at uh, you know how he edits and how he presents these these rewatch podcasts. So if you ever get a chance, I'd highly recommend it. All right, cool. Uh, Greg, you got anything you want to plug? I mean, definitely check out the Warren Beast archive. We actually had somebody on our Twitter today saying, yeah. oh, I'm starting to listen today. I think it was Cam from yeah. All Along Watchtower. But still, it's somebody. So that was cool. Uh, I Nice. I actually did have a bit of a brainstorm today. 
thinking about a possible idea on something to do with Saturday morning cartoons and music, and I'm pondering trying to do it in a podcast form. So if folks are interested in that, you know, definitely let us know in like the TWA Facebook group, I guess, or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I guess I still have my Twitter handle. Uh, I think I might've changed it to the real Gonmuns, G-O-N-M-U-N, because the other one sounded a bit uh, weird. Yeah. I think Kendall made it. If you listen to Warren Beast, Kendall makes a comment about it in an episode. It sort of relates to semen. So just the way the spelling of it was. So I figured I might change it. All right. But uh, Um, yeah, so I I have something in mind. Uh, I'm hoping to maybe try and do some Twitch streaming as well somewhere down the line. But uh, we shall see. But yeah, hit me up on Twitter and we'll see what might come down the pipeline. All right. Uh, As far as my shit, uh, you can find me at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. Uh, You can hear me also on Eidolon Playtest here on Audio Entropy. Uh, That's still going. That's a fun time. Uh, It is a uh, actual play podcast that is a playtest of a tabletop system created by Luke and Molly uh, on the network here. So just yeah, give that a listen. It's a fun time. Shit, uh, shit's gotten real in 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 our campaigns. I think at uh, time of recording, didn't your latest episode come out today? I think, or was uh, that today, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. But you know, as of recording, our latest episode came out. Doesn't really tell anybody. <laughs> That's anything. true. That is very true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so definitely, uh, check that out. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, send us questions. I don't have any questions. Cause again, I had to kind of hop in at the last second, but if you want to send teenagers with attitude, some questions, uh, teens with two at gmail.com is the email address for more long form stuff. Our Facebook group is teenagers with attitude podcast. And on Twitter, it's at teens with two. And one thing I do want to plug for the Twitter is uh, if you head to the Twitter at Teens with Tude, uh, one of the recent tweets, and it should still be one of the recent tweets when this goes up, uh, we have a regular uh, listener and uh, a person who sends in questions and contributes to the Facebook group and stuff like that uh, by the name of Jeremy, uh, who has a GoFundMe going uh, because he's dealing with some medical bills for Crohn's disease. And so if you want to head to at Teens with Tude, the, the link should be one of the recent tweets. Uh, I know everything is fucking happening right now, so maybe you don't have anything to spare. But if you do, uh, it, we'd really appreciate it if you'd help out. It's, um, as somebody who has colitis, which is very similar to Crohn's, I can certainly sympathize and uh, hope that uh, he can get some help. Yeah. Uh, no, normally we don't like, you know, uh, we, we, we try not to like, you know, come out hat in hand. Uh, this is a podcast we do for fun. But when we have situations like this where someone, you know, Someone we care about needs some help. We're going to, you know, try and point you to them. So, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much that. Uh, anything else from either of you before I sign us off? Hope everybody's doing okay with all the craziness in the world. Yeah. Hope everyone's staying safe and doing what they can. Yeah. And, and folks, listen, we're not, we're not being vague about it. Cause you know, cause we don't want to get political or anything like that. I mean, Fuck it, you know, trans rights, Black Lives Matter, all that shit. You know where we stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, this, someone might be listening to this in, like, a year. <laughs> just just know that it's mid-2020 and shit is fucking cray-cray. Um, but, yeah. I'm ready for 2021. 
Oh boy, you know what? We say that every year, and the next year's always worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but I think we normally get... say it a little bit later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's get out of here before we bum ourselves out anymore. Four teenagers with attitude. I've been Mike. I've been Greg. <laughs> I've been Jordan. And may the car fly always winch grappling hook go fast okay